Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Brother Sister Show, a family owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about Anthony's amazing pick, Megamind. Before we get into that, howdy, Anthony. How are you? You look away. I'm doing good. I, good. I got a lot of sleep. I've, um, it's the end of the semester, so I have more time to play games. <laughs> so that's awesome. I've also been getting more sleep, so um, that's good. Uh, nothing else is new, I don't think. I just took a test, so one class is done. I think I have two classes done, actually. I just have like three more to go. Uh, that's it. I watched Spider-Man Far From Home last night. Which one's that uh, one? With Jake Gyllenhaal? With Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. It's a good one. And I then, I don't know if I I probably have told this story on the podcast, but um, when I went to go see that movie, I I took a day off. <laughs> Everything of mine comes into like a story, but I took a day off so that I could like uh, change the title on my car, and so I finished early, and I was like, oh, I'm going to treat myself, and so I went to the movies. Oh God, what a dream! I wish I could go to the movies right now, but I went to the movies and I saw that because it was the only thing that was like worth kind of seeing. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. really like it. I liked the ending a lot. I didn't really like it in general. I thought it was kind of boring, like really formulaic. Um, <laughs> I went outside and my car's back tire was completely flat. Nice. So I had to get it fixed. That's a getting uh, your flat kind of movie. It's like, eh, it's whatever. I was so annoyed because like if it was a good movie, I would have been like, oh, whatever. I'm having a good day. But I didn't really like it that much. So I was like, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe i need to That's watch funny. it again but that my that experience is tainted but where where did you watch it we we got the blu-ray we got oh, okay. uh kaylee really likes the those two movies together and we got uh because target's having a bunch of black friday deals before black friday oh yeah i forget about and that. uh it's like a two-in-one uh blu-ray was for like nine bucks so mm-hmm. not too bad and then uh, this morning, while I was doing work, we watched Black Christmas, the which is on one? HBO, I think. Yeah. What did you think? I watched it too, and I don't know if I liked it. I think Kayla and I saw it in theaters. What? I can't remember. Oh, it did. Yeah, I think yeah, we saw it okay. in theaters uh, before COVID happened. And it was pretty dumb. <laughs> I think I, I hate the the antagonists and like their motive and everything about them. Yeah. I really love the way <laughs> it was shot. So I love how it looks. There's one, um, scare in it that actually did scare me. The one where whenever spoiler alert, but like this movie has been out for a while, um, like skip like maybe 30 seconds. But when he, when one of the killers, like one of the girls is like walking through trying to find her cat. And she like walks one way and then the guy like pops out like all of a sudden and the camera zooms in really quick. That is mm-hmm. a shot that I've seen and I think it's The Exorcist 2. Um, it's like almost the same exact thing, but it's always very effective. And I don't know why people don't use it more. But yeah, I, uh. if you look at the old one, so the, it's a remake, I think, but they've this one is totally different than the other ones. Um, the other ones are kind of like, is it like, 
maybe Friday the 13th or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it's one killer and he he has like mommy issues basically I think or family issues yeah I think it's uh I think that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah it's kind of like that and it's a little bit there was one I think in like oh seven and then one in like the 70s or something yeah I don't really like it but that's the only things I've, I've really watched. Um, just just playing games. Oh, I've, I've been streaming. Mm-hmm. I streamed like three or four hours yesterday. Live from your dungeon? Like, why is it so dark in your room? From my dungeon. I don't like the lights. I don't I, either. I, I, wonder I, I like working in the, in the dark. I don't know why. I do too. Kayla I hate it. But <laughs> during the day, we have uh, like the window open and everything, but... Nighttime. It's just, do you like a complete dark or do you like like a lamp? I like complete dark. Oh. I can work with the lamp. I wonder you're so but pale. But I, I prefer. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> hmm. But I was talking to myself for those three hours. <laughs> it's funny because I was like, after because Kayla was working while I was streaming, and then I finished, and I was like, well, that was fun. I'm just kind of just talking to myself, and she was like, oh, I thought you had someone there with you. <laughs> I thought you were talking to someone. It's just, it's just me. I mean, it's good practice. And I, I think, I don't know if I sent you the TikTok where the guy said like, you should be talking even if there's nobody there, which is a good tip. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was uh, going for. And I didn't, I didn't see how many people are watching. I mean, I get an email after to see how many people are watching and it was just like one person. So that's fine. You have a number one fan. It wasn't me this time. Yeah. Sometimes I tune in, but it wasn't me. Well, no one was chatting, so whoever it was is just lurking, stalking, lurking. But what's up with you? Um, I just rearranged my entire room, and it's a lot nice. better. It's one that it's a re like an arrangement that was prompted by two things. One, when I work, I like to have. I'm kind of like y'all, where during like. The night, I don't like my over, like the fan light. I hate it because it's way too bright. I just don't like any bright lights. So I just use like lamps around my apartment. Um, And I, and during the day, I like to have my window open and my desk was in a way like in my room to where I was facing, like my window would be open or my blinds would be up and my back would be facing the window. And it freaked me out, especially because like one of my comfort things <laughs> while I'm working is I like to watch scary movies. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, I can't do this. So that was one of the things that made me want to move it to a different, like basically the corner of the room. But also my bed was up against the um, wall and or it's like up against the corner on both on two of the sides and it was so hard to make my bed and I usually don't like making my bed like I've never really done it our parents were not people that like made us do that so I just like right never had done it before but Sebastian does and he like always makes his bed and I was like you know what I'm gonna try every day to do it um and I just found that making my bed with the bed in the corner is so much harder um so yeah so I did that. I like the room now. It it feels just so much better. Um, for what I watched, I have I also haven't really watched much. I don't know if I talked about this before, but because you mentioned buying a Blu-ray, um, the last Blu-ray I bought was Capone. I I feel like I talked about mm-hmm. this, but it was so bad, such a bad movie. <laughs> 
Tom Hardy. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything that man does, but like this was painful. Um, but yeah, I only watch Megamind <laughs> and a lot of YouTube perfect. videos. And um, yeah. I did also take advantage of the Black Friday deals at Target by buying a blender. And I have never felt so old. I think I'm starting to shift into like an older adult, not older, but like more of an adult because I was so excited to get this blender. Like just ask Sebastian, mm. I could not stop talking about it because now I can make smoothies. <laughs> and a good like smoothies are so fucking good do y'all have a blender no we don't uh, during the summer when i lived with mom and dad i i would make smoothies and at target they're, they're twenty dollars might have to cop if you do the heb just like blend it's like pineapple peach Ooh. strawberries grapes and then you put uh, orange juice and make that that's it's beautiful i'm gonna try that but what I've been, I want to try also frosted coffee, like the one at Chick-fil-A. But the one thing I've been like wanting to do, I the only thing I bought was I bought frozen fruit because I know somebody, I think mom may have told me that you need to use frozen fruit. Maybe not. I don't know. I read it somewhere. Um, and I'm really trying to recreate my whole point of this is to recreate the Costco berry smoothie. And that is a staple of our family. And I'm going to go on a little rant. And this is basically just for me, you and dad, but they changed it. The last time I, I went, they changed it and it's more thick. And I don't know, it, it, it tastes disgusting. And the consistency is not right. The taste is not right. And honestly, that berry smoothie was the only thing getting me through life. Truly. It was the perfect smoothie and so i'm trying to recreate it right now it's 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 almost there i need to get it a little bit more sweet but i don't i don't think i put sugar in it so i think i'm gonna get honey maybe i don't know but i need to know the secret i know it's mixed berries so i got a mixed berries thing but if anybody knows how to make that specific smoothie please let me know because i need it's I like need before it. 2012 <laughs> no i want to say later than that Maybe dad would know better, but I'm expecting yeah, those, a text right now as he's listening to it because I need to know what he thinks might be in it. Right now, it's just the mixed berries, ice, and apple juice. Apple juice is pretty good, but maybe I'll try orange juice. But yeah, if anybody has any smoothie recipes that they love, though, people are sending them to me. Uh, there's also this thing called a smoothie bowl. I don't know what that is, but what it sounds like is just you put a smoothie in a bowl why would I do that? Smoothie bowl. Maybe I need to look more into it, but, but yeah, I'm so excited about this smoothie or the smoothie about this blender, <laughs> smoothie maker, this blender. <laughs> and people are like, you can make a pesto with it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the smoothies, how do I do that? The smoothie. Um, but yeah. All right. So there was something else we need to talk about. Something you called me about. The hell were you talking about? Something I called you about? Yeah. God damn it. This is I don't us. Remember. Oh yes. Well there were you said yeah, there yeah, was Kayla, something that we needed to discuss. Kayla had a recommendation and our we have producer. to do it. So we, our producer said that we needed a segment called This Be Us <laughs> where we talk about this is us. So that we're entering the segment. This is be this be us. This is be us. All right. What, did you want to talk about Randall when he was dancing? Is that what you want to talk about? Bro. 
And honestly, any anything about the episode, I forgot. I don't remember anything that happened. I know that. So let's go through each sibling. Let's do that. Malik shadowed Randall. Yes. And Randall, Malik messed up. I had to fast was, forward through that part because I knew it was going to happen and I couldn't watch it. It wasn't that bad, Kay, though. I Kayla thought it was, was going like, to be bad. I thought it was going to be worse. I thought he was going like, to like, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. <laughs> she couldn't watch it. Uh, man, it was I was like, dude, what the heck? And then the fact that Randall was like, eh, I'm not that upset. Like he wasn't he didn't seem that upset afterwards because he offered Malik an internship. Well, he seemed upset. And then Malik was like, hey, dude, I got a kid. <laughs> and honestly, I totally forgot that he had a kid. Really? Yeah. It's been so long since the other seasons. Like, I just forget everything. Um, yeah, so it wasn't that <laughs> oh, bad. There was- I did like and I was like, why would they? This is such a weird storyline to have that he was dancing naked and got and like went viral, basically. But... It did serve a purpose, which shook me. I was like, God, these fucking writers know what they're doing. But um, so we the last time we left off with his story, we found out that his mom was alive. And so this is how I think it was her boyfriend or something like somebody figured out that that. um, Oh, because before he started doing the dance, he was talking about his dad. Um, William Hill. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as he said that, I was like, they're going to see it. I like immediately knew, but I didn't know, I didn't know that. that he was going to dance <laughs> like that. But uh, when he's talking after after the whole thing went down, mm-hmm. when he's talking to Malik, um, Malik gives his whole like spiel on, I'm, I'm a dad, I'm just a working dad. And I had to wake up super early to get here six minutes late. Randall takes a break and he's just like, you see, when my dad, <laughs> Kayla and I were just like, oh my gosh, dude. Oh my god!" But gosh. that's like this entire family. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, the one thing I do love that they, that the show does is they, they, they know that they're pretty self-aware of all the like speeches that these, this, these siblings give. Cause I love mm-hmm. when like Beth and Miguel get to interact and they're like, God damn it. There's so much, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I like that because at least they're self-aware that like, God, even not even just Randall, Randall's like the more intense one. Um, he's, he's getting a lot more chill, but I think it's just because of therapy because I can identify with like, I think past Randall would have like not taken this well, but now that he's had like some therapy, I can see the change in myself. So it's nice to be like, yeah, it is nicer to like recognize like I am upset by this, but like, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. Um, Right. But yeah. And then like, oh, I felt the same way when I don't think this was this episode, but the last episode before when Toby and Kate were getting in a fight and they were like, you know what? We can be better. And I was like, oh, my God, nobody fucking fights like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the only thing I really remember. Something about Kevin, about like. him playing football or something, I don't know. Him being sad that he's like attractive or something. Who knows? <laughs> Using index cards or. Yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Mainly just the Randall. God, that show delivers, though. I fucking love that show. They do. 
They really do I, deliver. Honestly, <laughs> I I don't know how many episodes or how many seasons they've had, but I, this is the first time where I'm watching a show and I'm like, I never want this to end. <laughs> I think it's on. They're on their fifth. And it's I, I mean, I think it's it's held the same quality for me at least. Yeah, it's interesting too because if I look back, it's like. The other seasons feel like so long ago. Yeah. Like Jack's brother feels like five years ago. That was like the <laughs> last season, but yeah, it felt like forever. It's weird. I wonder what he's doing. We haven't talked to him. Also, I thought I whenever they flash forward and they um, revealed that Kevin has a fiance and she's pregnant, I thought it was going to be that military girl, but like she's gone now. Yeah. I, I thought so too, but I thought as soon as he got together with Kate's best friend, I was like, "Oh no!" But I kind of like <laughs> them together. Yeah, I really. Oh, that's the one thing I did really like is I liked. Um, this show is just so good about talking about things that a lot of shows aren't either, and I loved. I don't really have much to say, like commentary on eating disorders, but um, the one thing I do love is I I love that they are so Kate met her best friend through the like eating or I think it's like the the support group that she was with like a bunch of other fat people and then her friend was like the skinny one that had an eating disorder and she talked about what it's like to be pregnant with twins and have an eating disorder and I thought that was like super interesting and such a like in, a really important perspective that I've never seen on TV and they're just so good right. about that I don't know if it was this time maybe last time <laughs> But I think it was last episode. Next episode, they're going to be talking about uh, abortion. Kate, uh, they like kind of hinted oh, that yeah. she had one. I forgot about that too. So, should be going. Catch us next time on This Be Us. <laughs> the supervillain Megamind finally defeats his nemesis, the superhero Metro Man. But without a hero, he loses all purpose and must find new meaning to his life in Megamind. Directed by Tom McGrath, not Mark McGrath, as we just had that conversation. Um, written by Alan Schoolcraft and Brett Simmons, starring, which <laughs> the star power in this movie super, like, super, really surprised me. Starring Will Ferrell, Jonah Hill, and Brad Pitt. To have Brad Pitt as the third build is, it was pretty amazing. I was very surprised. <laughs> I didn't know it was him, but... <laughs> As for uh, how much it made, its estimated budget was about 130 million. Opening weekend, uh, it grossed about 46 million. Not not too good. <laughs> U.S. it grossed about 148 million, and worldwide it grossed about 322 million. And little fun fact: despite a worldwide gross of what I just said, this is one of DreamWorks Animation's lowest grossing films, which is. Pretty. I mean, maybe if I need to, I need to look at like their their history of films. But that's pretty surprising to me. It is. At least it's a lot like, of people I know have seen it. Like I'm the only one out of the people I know that have has never seen it. I mean, you didn't see it in the theater. No. Oh, no, sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> Uh, as for how it was received, critics gave it a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 63% on Metacritic. So we can all agree that this movie was robbed. <laughs> I mean, Snubbed. 
feels accurate to me, but whatever. All right. Do you want to start with any like opening thoughts? Uh, I just want to go in and um, no, I don't have anything. <laughs> All right. Well, we start with something very cute, uh, Baby Megamind, which started the trend. I know now people are like big into the Baby Yoda. There was that baby like Planters Peanut, just a bunch of oh, like yeah. baby things. And so this one was the first. Well, actually, I think Baby Grinch ran so these uh, could walk maybe megamind yes. did a little uh like jog and then the rest of them walked um but yeah he's really cute and a uh, f- first fun fact so there's a bunch of fun facts that i sprinkled throughout this the first one is that ben stiller and robert downey jr were approached for the role of megamind but turned it down due to scheduling conflicts ben stiller however does appear in the role of bernard the curator not the one that we like know as megamind but the one before he like gets copied or whatever the real bernard and what do you think as a megamind um super fan should i say stan um i don't know about super fan just a fan fan what do you think about that i can't i feel like maybe robert downey jr would be good i don't know though nah will fell is perfect for this role just because like with with the mispronunciation of a lot of things like metro city's metrocity like spider (laughs) like i don't don't know know anyone else who would do it justice it it felt like a I don't know if they wrote it in the movie. I think I have a fun fact about it, but um, it just it does feel like something that Will Ferrell just would have done. He would have made the choice to do that. Yeah. Um, God, I love him. Um, yeah. And so basically the beginning is just Megamind's origin story. His planet is destroyed and him and then Metro Man were sent to Earth as babies. Um, and his rival, who is Metro Man, goes and in, goes into straight into like a fancy home um where he's loved and then megamind gets into a prison and for whatever reason <laughs> nobody questions that there's just a blue baby and whenever he gets older and then he goes to school he like when metroman is there well first of all nobody questions that a prisoner like a a, a child prisoner is going to their school and then nobody questions when metroman is just like floating around and shit and like is showing his powers so i i mean i'm glad they kind of skipped over that cuz it feels like it's not that essential of information but it just felt very weird um yeah and another weird I think they just oh, go on. for the sake of them like having close ties Like, they've been joined at the hip since birth. I think that that's the whole reason for that. Yeah, and I do appreciate, I kind of, I noted this later, where, like, this beginning is so fast. Like, there's so much information that I had to take in. But I kind of, that's Mm -hmm. one thing I do appreciate about um, animated movies, is that they have, they can do that without it being silly, because it is an animated movie. Um, But they just, like, lay it all out, and they just get you straight to what you need to know about them um that is a question i needed to know though is like why is everybody acting like this is normal especially the baby in a prison i was like i'm uncomfortable with this um and another weird fun fact (laughs) that both megamind and metro man arrived on earth in the year 1991 
I just That's hate how they're fun. they're pretty close to my age. And I don't like that. <laughs> Interesting. Five years older than me. Um, and that makes me feel old. But it's okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, so he decides at school, at the school I'm talking about, that him and Metro Man are going to be rivals, but also he's gonna be the villain. He's obviously yes. the villain. Because um, he's blue. And he has a big head. Yeah, basically. And then Metro Man um, is white. He has a white like costume on. He just is this stereotypical hero. Hero. I mean, he. Um, and a couple things about their appearances. So Metro Man's appearance and costume was based on Elvis Presley, loosely. I think later, like when he becomes Music Man. Spoiler alert. Um, and a whole crew of animators was dedicated solely to the movement of capes. You know, that's crazy. I think about this often where <laughs> like, I think about, especially for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, just how many hours. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the team that went into just like the most minute things and the movies that we don't even like recognize or appreciate because it looks so good it's just so natural to us especially for animated films and honestly i i have this weird stigma towards animated movies i think maybe now that i'm thinking about it because they have so much like what i've said what the one thing i appreciate but it kind of is a little bit overwhelming for me is how fast it is and maybe that's what just like makes me not want to watch it because i'm like i gotta like actually pay attention and I've just seen a lot of animated movies that are look gorgeous, but they're like not good. Um, right. But I do like, I think one thing I love about doing this podcast is I get to look at the fun facts and like do research and see just how much goes into it because I don't think I would have actually appreciated that. Um, because I will say the animation style, <laughs> while I respect it, I it makes me uncomfortable. The way that these people <laughs> look... <laughs> It's like, uh, especially Roxanne Richie. She looks like, yeah, like kind of like Sid from Toy Story. Not even her. Like the, like the, the most uncomfortable looking, <laughs> the most uncomfortable looking character to me was Hal as Titan. I hated it. Uh, oh, especially was, when he's like, oh, when uh, he turns into he, Titan. Yeah, there's this one specific scene that where it like the way his body is shaped makes me feel weird, and his like legs. Oh, it's like pretty much t- towards the end, so we'll talk about it later. But I also don't yeah, like Mega Mind's face. It just, it just like I don't know. I, I think this style is just not for me. And they I group these movies, so like it's this one, Monsters vs. Aliens, which we've seen, which we have done on this podcast. B movie, like all of those, just like I, I could. I was trying to think of the way to describe it, but I think uncomfy is like the <laughs> the best uncomfy. word for it. Yeah, it just makes me it's a little like, uncomfy. It's just like like late 2000s. I don't know why that people yeah. like this was the art direction for animated movies. I didn't like it. But you know what? It, <laughs> it, like it's his, fine. I Megamind's guess I don't know. chin is so small. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so small. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll get into it. But um, but a little bit more about Metro Man. So he I think his costume is based on Elvis Presley, but Bruce Campbell was actually supposed to be, um, he was considered for the role of Metro Man before DreamWorks decided to cast an actor with more star power, which I I guess people can debate that if that's true. Um, But 
he was still his face was still partially used as inspiration when designing Metro Man. Do you know who Bruce Campbell is? Yeah, he's a uh, Mysterio in the original Spider Man. We talked about him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. I I would have liked him better. I think like Brad Pitt has just like a as Music Man. I I get it, but as Metro Man, I feel like Bruce Campbell would have been a better choice. And that's why I I think his voice is just better. Um. But also, like, star power. I mean, I guess maybe Brad Pitt has held more relevancy, but, like, Bruce Campbell, to me, is is like an icon. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I just am overestimating. But I feel like I've always known who he is. <laughs> like, I didn't have to see a movie of his. I just knew, oh, that's Bruce Campbell. But, oh. I don't know. I, I feel like that's that f- that feeling you have towards Bruce Campbell is probably more... Like people have that more often for Brad Pitt then. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So Megamind escapes prison. This is a little bit later. Um, and did you know that the warden of that prison who who voices him? J.K. Simmons. I couldn't place that. And I didn't realize until like the end of it that that was him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not, we watched it on Prime. I mean, that's what it's on. So... Like, you know how whenever you pause it, you see the IMDb oh, stuff. So I yeah. saw it was him, but and I just couldn't get out of my head. But I need to yeah. watch it again because I, like, I didn't see it till like the end. I like the way he escapes where uh, he uses the watch as like a. I, I like that watch and the way that they set it up, like because they use it pretty often throughout the movie. Um, or it's like a disguising. You, it just scans a person. You can become that person when you watch it or mm-hmm. wear that watch. Yeah, I really liked it too. And it looked kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of want one. Maybe I'll look that up. Um, And when he escapes, he escapes through his invisible car, which is a combination of two famous superhero vehicles, the Batmobile and Wonder Woman's invisible plane. Do we ever see what it looks like without the... We don't get to see, right? We can kind of see the outline Um, of it, but... No, no, you can definitely see it. It's... um... I know because like uh, there's a couple moments where Minion uh, Mega Minds like Minion. Honestly, the star of this movie. Yeah, (laughs) he uh, he like turns it off and on from. Oh, uh, Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. And there's a couple of uh, it's in the his evil lair so you can see it. But yeah, that's where they go. All right. So um, Megamind, after he escapes, his whole plan is to interrupt a celebration that's going on where Metro Man, I don't know what, but they're celebrating. <laughs> I think just him, him. right? They're, yeah, um, they're just opening up a museum for him. So, oh, yeah, that's what it was, the museum. So he interrupts it and he tells Metro Man to leave or he'll kill his girlfriend, um, who is... Was it Roxanne? Because in my notes, I kept saying Rosemary and then I kept having to delete it and put Roxanne. No, it's um, Roxanne Richie. Yeah. So that's basically like Lois Lane. Um, And after this, it's kind of like it is important. So I'll talk about it. But like so he has like a, basically he made a double layer thing like he made his layer somewhere else um, so that he could trick Metro Man. And let me see. Da, da, da. So when he tricks him and he when Metro Man realizes that he's at the wrong place and that's when Megamind's like 
we're gonna destroy it and so he gets like i think it's like a death ray it's always called a death ray for some reason and a fun fact about that explosion which looked amazing the explosion itself of the observatory took a team of seven artists nearly four months to create but honestly it was i mean obviously it was worth it but it looked so good i read this fun fact before i um saw it and I, I had a vision for what I thought it would be, but it like totally exceeded all of that. It looked really real. Um, and I was so surprised. My note is, holy shit, he kills him. Yeah. Uh, I the, out of the explosion, the, the skeleton comes and it shoots towards them. And you can see that he's dead. And even Megamind was like... He's like, oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we talked about Minion, but to me... At this point, the funniest thing in this movie was Minion. There was one instance, there were so many things I didn't write down, but there was one that it feels like a tired joke, but I wonder if they did it kind of first where he was like, get get the death ray ready. And then Minion was like, okay. And then it's like loading and he's like, oh, it's it's loading. And he, <laughs> it's oh. just warming up and he's like, how is the sun warming up? Because <laughs> that's where it pulls its power. Oh shit. I X out of my notes. Um, uh, but I did read a fun fact <laughs> about Minion that made me a little bit emotional. So here we go. It is widely believed that Minion was created by at least one of Megamind's parents in order to have someone to look after Megamind once he was sent off of their home planet. In the movie, Megamind calls Minion a, quote, dim-witted creation of science. And when they argue, Minion claims that Minion's sole purpose in life is to look after Megamind. Which is so nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's so nice. God, I love him. And he's voiced by um, David Cross, I think is the actor's name. Tobias, yes. Perfect voice. Um, and It's so funny to me that after, so he, after he kills Metro Man, he obviously won. And so he's like celebrating, but he did it. And then he, I was like, oh, like, is he going to like rule the world? But no, he like goes into City Hall. Yeah. I was like, you're not gonna he get, owns the, you're gonna get the White he owns House. The <laughs> it's just I don't the think town. He, I mean, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that was just so funny to me. Where I didn't realize. I think what made me laugh so hard. I don't think they intended this, but after when they like, I think they painted it or something. But they panned down and it said City Hall, and I was like, that's City Hall. You did this for City Hall. You did this to become mayor, <laughs> governor at best. I mean, he didn't funny. think he was gonna actually kill. Yeah, Metro man. <laughs> but I guess if you think about it, that kind of is like, well, what else would you do after that? Like Bane is just going to be like councilman for District 7, you know, like. <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny to me. Um, and a fun fact about after like his decor after he wins. So after Megamind has taken over the town, not the world, but just the town. Um, his large yes. "No, you can't" posters are a reference to President Barack Obama's twenty oh, two thousand eight. I was about to say twenty eighteen, two thousand eight campaign posters <laughs> featuring the slogan "Yes, we can." That reminds me of the of Biden's hat. Now it says like, "We just did." It's like a response to Trump's like "Make America Great Again." Oh yeah, Chef's kiss, perfect. So after he has all the money in the city, not in the world or the country, but the city, 
He has all the money and control that he wanted within city limits. He feels like it's not enough. He's just, he's, I think he calls it like a, a, an existential crisis, you know, like kind of what people yeah. are feeling now about their job is like, you like it, but then you get to what you think is success, but you don't feel it, you know? Yeah. It's like the grass is always greener. And so my first thing I thought was of a question. So what movie, because I know you like, you know, the superhero movies, comic book movies, what movie would you want to see or what like villain and superhero would you want to see in this format? So which villain would you want to see win and how that would go? Oh, that's a good question. Because we could go like a, like someone who's human right? Who wins and they just like, I don't know. I don't even know what they do. Like if in the dark night, if Joker won, a lot of people would die and that would be, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the Joker would even want to do like do anything after probably just be like, yeah, okay, I'm good. I think maybe that's what this movie is trying to portray that like Joker. I mean, and Joker kind of says this, doesn't he in the dark night where he's like, like he's nothing without Batman. Like there's yeah. What's the point in being powerful if you have nobody to like have that conflict with that makes life interesting? Yeah. Um, yeah he says like yeah. you complete me or something, or we complete <laughs> each other. Uh, or we could go like another route where it's just like some world-ending threat, like Thanos. I don't know why I got this recommended to me, but uh, <laughs> the Silver Surfer movie. The end of that, it's like. Silver um, Surfer, this, Fantastic Four, fanta- Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I watched like the end but he of. Was I watched the like. Star. <laughs> I mean, it's named after him. Is it? Uh, but like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, I yes. didn't know that. Um, but he, he's like Silver Surfer brings Galactus, which is like this world-ending thing that it just eats planets. So like the end of that, if if Galactus won, he'd just eat the planet and move on to another one. So that'd be pretty boring. So I don't know. Maybe Monsters versus Aliens, because that'd be funny. Or Pacific Rim. Because then it'd just be like the kaiju just chilling ar- around like New York or something. <laughs> it would you know? be interesting just to see like what it would look like, you know? Yeah. But... I guess and I kind of like that because um, in Mega Mind, like he's just he's just messing around. He like messes around with all the um, what's it called? We we see this later when he cleans up the town a little bit, but uh, he like messes with the Mona Lisa because it's there. Oh yeah, and he draws a mustache on it, and he uh, draws like a big target uh, with on oh, no. a like brick wall and shoots a, a like bus into it. So that's pretty cool. But I don't know. I don't think that'd be anything else interesting to do <laughs> or see anyone do. It'd probably just be like quarantine. You just stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, so are let's we the talk. Villains? Huh? So are we the villains then? If we stay inside? No, no, no. Cause like, if a villain wins, that they just stay inside all the time. So are we the villains? No, we I, th- won? I thought you meant like the people that are just like the people living in the city. Oh, I see. Corona won. 
Exactly. All right. So let's talk about him mispronouncing words. I have a fun fact about it, but I think at this point he says like, alo, and then instead of like, instead of hello, he says like, olo, not alo, olo. And then instead of metro city, he says metrocity. Um, Instead of melancholy, he says melancholy. (laughs) But Megamind, (laughs) sorry. What? There you go. Megamind has a problem with mispronouncing words. It's unclear whether he does it intentionally or if he simply misread them first, the first time he'd seen it written. For example, like we said, he pronounces Metro City as metrocity. Um, he pronounces school as shul. He seems to realize he is pronouncing school incorrectly when he is disguised as Bernard and stops himself from calling it shul. He also mispronounces melancholy as melancholy. When he was feeling down, or when he was feeling down, implying that he didn't realize he was mispronouncing that particular word. He even said Olo instead of Hello, which was later corrected by Minion and used by the latter to tighten that he that he was gonna take his Metro Man like powers away. So I think people are just like, what like what is the mispronouncing thing? Like does he does he only mispronounce certain words? Like is because he didn't go to school? Like what is what is the point of that? Um. Yeah, I just think it's 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 such a funny like weird thing. I think it does come back at the end, but it makes me wonder like, did they have that so that they could just have that one moment? Probably. It's also pretty funny because like I had no idea what he was saying when he said "stool" or whatever. (laughs) I I was like, what? (laughs) Like it took me a while to understand what he was saying. So. The one that made me funny. laugh was Olo. That made me laugh really hard. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, so after this, after he's already won, like what we were saying, Megamind realizes that he he's not happy. And to be happy again, he needs another hero. So he needs to make one because he already killed the one that he had. Um, and so while there's like... Uh, there's like a whole thing I, I didn't really talk about. But um, so all this is happening... Like there, there's this chase scene that's happening with like Roxanne and Megamind, but also Bernard, who is Megamind. It's like a whole like weird chase scene throughout his little lair. And during during this process, during this like fight chase scene, the camera guy, Hal, who is very strange, who is in love with Roxanne, but she does not like him like in the least, but he's very insistent about it. Um, he's shot by the hero serum thing without their knowledge. Um, and so after that, Megamind goes and finds him. Then we have a couple of montages about Megamind, who is now dating Roxanne as Bernard, which is strange. Um, and then Hal is also training for some big fight that Megamind is like orchestrating for them. Um, and so now that Titan is a full on superhero. He has like a costume. He knows what he's doing. He is weird. Like weird looking or? Like just a weird guy. He's not, I mean, weird looking. Like to me, everybody in this movie is weird looking. But he's, he's strange and I don't like him. So basically, Roxanne, I think she's like figuring out everything. She figures out everything at dinner. Then while this is happening, Titan goes or Hal, whatever. He takes her up to like some skyscraper thing and then she rejects him and he's really weird about it. He just leaves her there. I don't know. It just very it's a very toxic 
um environment like he he's just strange i don't like him yeah um and then she figures out everything at dinner and then this is just this whole scene like this part of the movie is just so strange like i think the only way i can describe it is weird because she's with bernard like who she thinks is bernard and she decides to kiss him and she accidentally touches his watch and like she doesn't realize that it's megamind until she's already kissing him I, i just like (laughs) <laughs> the same word uncomfy i'm just very uncomfortable with all of this that's happening um and yeah i just said that i love the theme that this movie is men are trash because <laughs> he was lying to her the whole time hal is like really psychotic with the way he wants to be with her um, very stalker won't take no for an answer pretty gross um but yes, but I, so, I mean, I don't know if you want to speak on you, how you eligible of a bachelor you think Megamind is, but I personally wouldn't be with him. Not because he's an alien, um, but honestly, because he has studs on his cape. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't I don't mean, like that choice. I mean, I, I kind of agree with Roxanne when she broke up with him. Oh yeah, like, that's I mean, weird. Because it's like, you lied to her, but also your action to have showed you're just not a good person. But he does redeem himself, so I feel like I probably would have done whatever. Like, like, Megamind turns out to be a good person. Well, and the one so. thing I, that did make me kind of sad was when they were at dinner and he, he was just like, they were, pra- I think they toasted to like being normal. And that's yeah. all he ever wanted was to just be normal. And that's why he liked being Bernard. And I get it. But do it on your own time. Not when you're at dinner with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next day after Roxanne breaks up with Megamind, it's time for the fight. But Hal is a no show. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because he like Megamind makes a huge deal out of it. Um, He has like fireworks, a whole show. And then like people are like, you know, kind of like what's going to happen. But then. That like time lapses and nobody's there anymore. Everybody's not interested, and that's just so funny to me that people are just like waiting there and like, okay, yeah, what's happening? I thought it was so funny that he he got so bored that like he just was like trying to find stuff to do, and he was in this big like exo or like mech suit thing, mm-hmm. and he was just like playing with like a toy like a toy car, but it was like oh. a real car. <laughs> that one I, just I, I, I like the time, yeah. So he goes and finds Hal and Hal is just playing games, probably what you do instead of being a superhero. You're just playing your damn Xbox. Yeah. Um, and he decides he doesn't want to be a hero. And Megamind finally gets his way. He like is trying to convince him. He's like, dude, you can't be the villain because Hal also like stole a bunch of shit. And he's like, you can't do this. And <laughs> Megamind finally gets his way after taunting Hal with, I don't know, he's just like, making fun oh he he shows him that he he was also disguised as his like space dad or something which was also a character that i didn't like looking at (laughs) (laughs) i didn't like hearing from i hated everything about him unfathomable (laughs) so gross um so he told him that and then he told him that he was bernard he was the guy that kissed roxanne oh because hal saw that happen he was just floating on by watching her because he's a fucking stalker um yeah, and then Titan 
almost I did like this moment too where like they were fighting finally getting what Megamind wanted and then he <laughs> Titan like got the best of Megamind he basically overpowered him and he was like okay take me to jail and he's like no I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> yeah and Megamind was absolutely shook he was like um that's not how this works dude <laughs> those um, are not the rules he tries to call timeout I like that <laughs> there's a couple times where he calls timeout yeah all right so after this um megamind kind of has a little i think he goes and finds roxanne because he's like dude we got to stop this fucking guy and she's like i don't want anything to do with you but they decide to go and to go to metro man's lair which she knows where that is they go and he's fucking alive and i'm so upset (laughs) but this shook me (laughs) really that's so kind of i was like what the fuck why is he alive um yeah and but one of my favorite parts of this movie is whenever he's they're like how are you alive like why are you alive and he like tells them what happened the day that he supposedly died and the part where he's like after you know watching you have Roxanne and you're like threatening me with the death ray. I just wasn't feeling it, you know? And I just started, he like has this super speed little run through the town (laughs) and it's so goddamn funny to me. Um, okay. So a little fun fact that you probably have to go back. I think this is the one where you have to go back and watch in the early portion of this movie when Megamind has Metro Man ta- trapped in the real abandoned observatory. Look closely at the scene where the images of Megamind and Metro Man are being projected onto the building. So, like where everybody's watching. Just after Megamind orders Minion to fire the death beam, I think it's a death ray, IMDb, not a death beam. Um, there is a single frame where Metro Man fades slightly from the observatory screen and reappears faintly behind mega mega mind on the opposite screen so this foreshadowed metro man faking his death like doing that little detour um so you'll have to go and watch it to see if you can tell when he like kind of blurs and like that's the moment that he left and was doing like some soul searching but yeah, I really love that part. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he goes to like the library and reads some like self-help books. <laughs> He's like at a diner. <laughs> Stealing people's food. Went to a park. Yeah. So funny. So he is. He tells him he's not going to help them. He's like, dude, I'm out of the game. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm music man now. Um, and he does resemble Elvis with his like yeah. cape. And he says he wants to be Music Man because he doesn't have to change the M in his costume, which honestly is very smart. It saves a lot of money. I, I liked the uh, <laughs> where he he does sing and Roxanne's like that was terrible, and Mega Mind <laughs> is like uh, like obvious talent beside. Like he genuinely <laughs> thinks he's good. Coming from the man, says Olo. Olo. Um, yeah, so Megamind, another funny part is when he said he's going to, Roxanne's like, well, what are we going to do? And he's like, I'm going home. And I thought he meant to his lair, but no, he went back to the prison. <laughs> he just like walked yeah. in. The guys were like ready to fight him. And he was like, just let me in. Um, but Roxanne persists and she goes to Hal, but this ends up like not working well for her because she gets tied up on top of a skyscraper. And that's when Megamind's like, okay, I got to go help. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's one part of <laughs> that made me laugh a lot 
I don't know if I quoted it correctly, but you on did. top of the <laughs> skyscraper, do you want to say it? <laughs> you probably said yeah, better. So, so how I don't even know how this like comes up, but Hal's like, this isn't real. This uh, there is no Easter Bunny, no Tooth Fairy, no Queen of England, or something <laughs> like that. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about comedies is when they say something stupid like that and don't mention it. Mm-hmm. Like she says what, like, but then they just move on. <laughs> that made me yeah. laugh so hard. That I loved that line so much. And <laughs> man, uh, there's a lot of ACDC in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of good music. Um, but Megamind shows up with a giant head made out of his little brain bots and... I want to say I remember this as a kid being way more epic than what it was. Like I was watching, I was like, oh, I mean, it was pretty epic. It was apparently made out of nearly a hundred thousand individual brain bots. I mean, it looks really cool, but I just remember the music being like really, really loud and like super epic. But I don't (laughs) know if it was just me as a kid. (laughs) Yes. You're like, whoa, I will never see a movie this cool ever again. And have I? I think I think to myself and I don't even know. <laughs> so after this, they're like just having like a whole whole ass fight. I didn't really document much about it, but they're just going through the city fighting. And then Metro Man comes and saves the day. And I really, when there's another line that I love is when how I think this movie hits his stride at the very end because there's a lot of moments that made me laugh really hard. One of them is when Hal's like, I thought you were dead. And Metro Man says, My death was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fake my death so I can just say that line. My death was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. But then I'm so mad, but like, so it, for, it, I was kind of shook the first time we found out Metro Man was dead. But when I found out that this time, oh wait, when they did like a bunch of shifting where, so they, I forgot that this happened. So it looked like Megamind got like impaled by something, but it actually turned out to be Minion. And I was like, oh man interesting where the fuck is megamind and that's what roxanne said too and they looked at metroman and megamind was metroman he was wearing the watch and that shook me i was so upset that i actually gasped i'm so glad that you watched this movie and you had not one but two like moments where you were like damn this movie got me this movie tricked me it did and i i liked it it surprised me yeah, I mean, and they do it in a cool way where they don't say, like, they kind of lead it up to where you, they just, like, when they cut from Roxanne and, and Minion, they cut uh, to Metro Man with the, with the watch, watch on. on yeah. So you can obviously know that it's it's not Megamind. Genius. Or it's not Metro Man. Well, and they use it, I think that's a good thing, too, that I, so they did a lot of things that, they they set up a lot of things that were useful in the end, but they used it constantly throughout the movie, which is better than like if if say some other like kind of a lesser movie, I guess I'll say they would have used the watch once at the beginning and then once at the end. And it would have yeah. been like, well, that's obvious. 
I would have kind of known. But because he used it constantly throughout the movie, I was like, oh, fuck, of course. Like, of course you can use it for that. Um, And another thing was the mispronouncing. So Hal, we thought that like he defeated him, but there was kind of a fake out where Hal wasn't like he was still alive um, or still a, a superhero. And the reason is because he he said, you're the he knew it was Megamind. He said, you're the only person that says Metrocity. And so they used yeah. the, the mispronouncing as like a tool. But I just thought it was a funny quirk, but they actually used it at the end. And maybe people knew that they were going to do that, but it was really surprising to me. And I really loved it. Um, but yeah, props to this movie for surprising me. Um, and then Megamind saves the day with his little gun that diffuses like the powers that Hal had he just like i think it was in the invisible car that's where they like needed to get it from um and i i I truly don't know how that worked i i think they met they said how it was going to work like him shooting him with that gun but i wasn't paying attention so like i don't know um okay and then there's two times where i laughed really hard at the end the first one (laughs) was when (laughs) the crowd (laughs) so there was this like kind of fake out where the first thing I'll talk about is when Minion like acted like he was dying and then Megamind just <laughs> threw him in the pond and he was like, I'm okay, because he's just a fish. But what <laughs> made me laugh so hard and I watched it twice <laughs> was after they won, everybody in the city was like, you know, they gathered in a circle like, you know, like you do whenever like a football game is won. You just like rush the people that did it to like congratulate them. And when they did that, Megamind was like, <laughs> He yelled and told them to get back because he wasn't used to people like surrounding him in a celebratory manner. Like he's used to people trying to like kill him. Get back, heathens, <laughs> or something like that. That's so that, that, it felt so like real, and like there was like I don't think there was any music. It was just like just them, like, yeah, everything no. cut. <laughs> but it also is just like, of course that would happen, and I'm glad. Like I'm glad that. They didn't just be like, yes, everybody loves me now. He was like still traumatized. Mm-hmm. And the last note I have, and like probably the funniest part of this entire movie to me, except for the Queen of England one. I love that one. So at the very beginning, when they're doing the like museum reveal, there's this one guy that's holding a baby and he tells somebody to like, can you move? Like, I'm, I can't see. And that guy comes back at the end where we see. Metro Man. First of all, I love that they didn't bring back Metro Man. I like that it was a fake out and he never came because he stick to what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did show up at their celebratory like thing at City Hall and he was like disguised and he was standing in front of that guy. <laughs> so I'm like laughing talking about it, but he was standing in front of the guy blocking his view and the guy's like, hey, can you move? And I don't know what he says <laughs> to him. Do you remember what he says? uh no i don't remember exactly he's like uh i'm sorry citizen or something like that yeah i think he says that he looks at him he says that he turns around and he doesn't move (laughs) (laughs) and the guy's just there (laughs) he just like looks like trying to look uh, ahead oh that made me laugh a lot um i didn't like one thing i didn't like is i didn't like the dancing (laughs) That oh, the, weird. the 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 like the Dougie and like Michael Jackson band. Yeah. Really, yeah. really bad. Happy ending. Um, I have a you couple of fun facts, but we can. Hmm. I have I have two things. Yes. Actually, one of them, right? I'll give you right now. The other, I'll save towards my 
the the end. One, I just realized this now. Titan's outfit. Actually, yeah, there's three things. Titan's outfit reminds me of Will Ferrell's outfit oh, in Blaze of Glory. Glory. I wonder if there's any coincidence. I don't know. I didn't see any like, fun fact about that, but it did look exactly like it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like pretty much exactly like it. Um, another thing I talked about something that bothered me with Hal because they cut like what well, everything everyone's dancing like it's all everything's happy they cut to him in jail and he's dancing and you might have to go back for this one but his legs look so weird yeah i know i know exactly his legs what you're are so about. like it looks like his calves or his shins are curved um inwards but like way more it, it just bothers me the way he's dancing too but <laughs> you should um make that video and be like I feel like the caption for that would say like my um my sleep paralysis demon when I play music at night or something <laughs> like that when I <laughs> sleep to music because <laughs> it is pretty disturbing uh, <laughs> alright so I have a couple of fun facts um I actually like what's the word categorize them um so the film's plot was based, and I guess you can kind of know this without like looking it up, but it was based on what if Lex Luthor defeated Superman? And they're pretty similar. So like the correlation is pretty obvious, but a couple of things about that. So there are numerous rep- references to Superman in this film. The way Megamind's parents put him in a capsule to Earth just before the planet is destroyed, um, like they did in Superman. <clears throat> The love interest is a reporter. How Space Dad is modeled after Marlon Brando, which also the voice. I don't know if you've realized from the, from the voice. Um, mm-hmm. As and he played, oh, as Superman's father in uh, one of the film versions. Almost all of Metro Man's superpowers are the same as Superman's. Megamind's pronunciation of Metro City was the same stress pattern as Metropolis. So like Metrocity, Metropolis. Um, in Superman, Megamind takes takes on a bespeckled secret identity similar to Clark Kent. In the Metroman Museum, there's a statue of Metroman preparing to catch an airplane. This is a reference to John Byrne's Superman comics, where Superman made his first appearance by catching a plane and saving Lois Lane. Um, oh, and the next thing, this one is for you, Anthony. I put this specifically in there for you, but how... The cameraman is seen wearing a yellow sad face badge. This is a tribute to the Alan Moore comic Watchmen, where the comedian wore a yellow smiley face badge. Since the comedian was an unbalanced vigilante, his foresh- this foreshadows Hal's instability and corruption. It's beautiful. Um, and I have, I have a couple of fun facts that I labeled what the fuck. So Guillermo del Toro was hired as a creative consultant three weeks before the film was com- film completed production. He majorly assisted in editing the film to make it more exciting. That's so funny. And I, I just like imagining him just like looking at this film. I don't know. Just funny. He seems like just a, such a fun person though. Like even though his films are kind of like a lot of them are really scary or like, dark Mm -hmm. but every time he talks like just the way he looks he just like is such an exciting person that i he's an obvious choice to like punch (laughs) up your film all right and then 
the Massachusetts branch showcase cinema accidentally showed Saw the final chapter instead of Megamind at the time of Megamind's release, frightening young audiences. <coughs> I don't get how that happens. And also, I, I wonder know. how long that went. <coughs> if it was like the entire movie. <laughs> and those movies, like the Saw movies, I don't know if I've seen the final chapter, but those just start. Like they just have they like... Uh, I think they just show somebody in one of the puzzles or whatever you call it. Um, <clears throat> Metro Man's song at the beginning was written by Justin Thoreau, which I don't, I think, I don't know what he's well known for. I know he's in like, he's in a lot he's of stuff. He's in Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. He was in The Leftovers, uh, famously Jennifer Aniston's ex. Oh, so is Brad Pitt. Interesting. Um... But yeah, so he wrote it. He's also, I didn't realize, but he he writes a lot of stuff. I think he, I don't know if I want to say he wrote Zoolander, but he had a hand in it, maybe. I don't know. That's Somebody cool. can correct me. All right, so um, this one is very funny to me. We're out of the what the fuck. Maybe this can be added to it, but um, this was originally pitched as a live action film, which in my opinion, I'd love to see that. so bad. That would have been so bad. It would have been, but I would have loved to have seen it. I'd love to see it. Maybe I'll make it. Oh, please don't. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> who would you play and who would I play? I want uh, to be I Minion. I would definitely... I'd, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, sadly, I'd probably be Hal because I have the hair. But uh, Or Bernard. I could be Bernard. You got that computer voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. Okay. So a couple of things about making of. Instead of voicing his character from within a sound booth, Brad Pitt, who is a very active actor, insisted on using a handheld microphone for his performance and roamed around the studio. That feels very Metro Man. He's like, I I know you yeah. have done animated films for years and you're spending a lot of money on this, but like, give me a mic and I'm going to fucking walk around. Okay. I just don't want to be confined to one space. I want to act where I want to act, you know? You know, an actor should never have limits. Um, and as an actor... <laughs> and right now you're limiting me. <laughs> I, I like to think that the first day he would, she showed up and they're like, okay, so this is your booth. And he saw it and he was like, I can't. And he just left. <laughs> yeah, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> and then one of his aides was like, um, so Brad doesn't like to be limited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you really upset Brad. <laughs> um, Brad is very offended. <laughs> I have no evidence that he's a diva. I don't know why. <laughs> and like, why? Why is the assistant whispering? <laughs> yeah, um, Brad asks you to let him use an external mic that you can use, please. Um, Brad went, would like to. <laughs> <laughs> Brad would like to move around um, and he, but he wants a, an assistant or an intern anybody you have to actually hold the mic for him <laughs> and follow him also if you have a spotlight that would be great <laughs> that's funny I love this character Brad Diva Pitt's Brad assistant Pitt. <laughs> plus quiet assistant because he's in the room still. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just like like pacing, <laughs> kind of like. Um, um, I would like some herbal tea. 
Brad doesn't like the name Metro Man. Can we change it? that's so funny (laughs) all right i lost my place no oh to promote the film will ferrell assembled 1580 of his friends and their acquaintances at a superhero costume function this party set a guinness world record for the largest gathering of superheroes why i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he was proud Okay. It didn't do anything though, Will. This movie is the lowest grossing <laughs> DreamWorks film. God damn it. I don't think you care. No, he doesn't. Um all right. So a fun fact that ties in Monsters vs. Aliens. So both of these films have many similarities. First, they are parodies of other pop culture icons. Monsters vs. Aliens is inspired by the monsters from the 50s and 60s, while Megamind is inspired by um, superheroes and villains like Superman, Batman, Lex Luthor. Um, Second, they talk about empowerment. So Susan, a.k.a. Ginormica, feels proud. (laughs) Was that actually her name? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I totally forgot that. That kind of shook me. She feels proud to be a monster, while Megamind accepts his role as a hero. At the ends. Um, <clears throat> third, they both have aliens. <laughs> IMDb is putting in that work for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. The fourth one is that they both grossed over three hundred million in the worldwide box office. You know, I was gonna say that's funny. I didn't read this fun fact, but this movie bears striking resemblance to The Dark Knight. <laughs> Now let me let me let me just throw that accusation out there and let me let me bring it. It does back. feel like an accusation and a heavy one. <laughs> so in the dark night, spoiler, the white knight. Um The Dark Knight movie? Of that movie. Oh okay. the Dark Knight movie. Yeah. Of that movie, what's his name? Joker. Uh no no no. Harvey. Two face. Harvey Harvey Dent. The White Knight mm-hmm. becomes the Dark Knight. He becomes a bad person. Joker turns him, Gotham's only White Knight, into a bad person. But Megamind takes that and flips it. Takes It's like almost like a call and response. I looked it up right now. Dark Knight <laughs> came out in 2008. Or, uh, wait, well, which one came out first? Megamind came out. I okay. Um, am I crazy, or did I read that it came out in 2018? Megamind. I saw something that said 2018, and I was like, "That cannot be right." No, Megamind came out in 2010. Did it really? Dark Knight came. Yeah. Oh, okay, that feels more right. I was like, "There's no fucking way." <laughs> no, and Dark Knight came out at, at 2008. So Megamind is honestly probably a. a it's a like sequel? a call and response, oh. and Mega Mind is a response because in the Dark Knight, Harvey Dent becomes the bad person. He becomes the villain, ultimately dies, but whatever. Um, and in Mega Mind, <laughs> the response to the Dark Knight, the the villain, the Dark Knight, Mega Mind becomes the White Knight. <laughs> And in this paper, I will. <laughs> I can hear Christopher Nolan writing the cease and desist right now. <laughs> How dare you? 
He's like, how the f- how the f- fuck did you know I was going to write that movie? <laughs> He's the ghostwriter for <laughs> I mean, what, the guy's name is Schoolcraft, one of the writers? That's not a real fucking name. Alan it's, Schoolcraft? Uh, no. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, and so the last one, I want to leave on a good note. Like we said, I want to appreciate the animators of this movie i know i talk a lot of shit i just don't it's not bad animation it just freaks me out but they did a great job um so one oh god this has numbers do you want to read this one <laughs> 1317 man weeks were used for the megamind uh cfx which works out to 25 years of work if one person was doing it or the equivalent of that is 6,585 work days, which is ridiculous. Ridiculously <laughs> awesome that that many people were able to do that. And honestly, it, it holds up like this movie could have came out in 2018 and you wouldn't bat an eye because it looks that good. Um, so mad props to the team there. Um, you may have grossed the least amount of money that a DreamWorks <laughs> animated in movie my heart. has ever made. The most in my heart, honestly. I love this movie. I like it. It's such a fun. That's good. I'm glad. I had um, a good time watching it. I'm glad it made you think. You know, it was like, <laughs> oh, oh, he's alive. Oh, that's not really him. Yeah, so. and especially like a lot of the stuff I've been watching. It's like YouTube videos, and like those are exciting. But I, I like to rewatch stuff, so I don't engage with it a lot. But yeah, this one really, really kept me thinking. Megamind. One of a kind. <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. All right. Any final thoughts? Are you ready for my pick? Uh, I'm ready. But before that, really, really fast mm-hmm. there. Uh, if you guys want, there's a <laughs> there's a short that happens. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if you've seen it. No. I watched it before we recorded. It's like a shortly after the events that took place in this movie it honestly seems like an introduction to a video game mm. which they i feel like they missed out on that but it's called like megamind the button of doom it's pretty dumb but i know now i'm ready for your pick i saw it on imdb they said it's the closest you'll get to a sequel yeah it's probably brad pitt's fault um brad pitt would not <laughs> um, like to be here <laughs> Um, Brad Pitt would rather um, <laughs> Metro Man die. Do you still have Bruce Campbell's number? Because Brad is not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. All right, so I'm going to bring the mood way down. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a movie. I, I don't know if it's good or not. I haven't heard anything really about it, but it has a really interesting um, and really... Interesting, but also a a real thing that happens that I would like to dive into and talk about. So it's a movie called Run on Hulu with Sarah Paulson. You probably might have seen like a trailer or something. I'll give a little synopsis. So Chloe, it's about Chloe, a teenager who is confined to a wheelchair and she's homeschooled by her mother, Diane. But Chloe soon becomes suspicious of her mother and begins to suspect that she may be harboring a dark secret. I don't know if I've seen the 
the trailer. I don't think I've like paid attention to it, but I've seen it. I probably skipped it on YouTube or somewhere else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You probably have seen like an ad or something. But um, the the yeah. thing that really made me want to watch it is I don't know if this is a spoiler. I think it's pretty much in the trailer. But um, I also was reminded that it was coming out when I saw a TikTok of a girl. So this movie is about Munchausen's by proxy. Like it, it's kind of centered around it. And it's a, I won't get into it now. Like if you want to look it up, fine, but I am going to talk about it next time. Um, but it was a girl talking about how she was, it. she wanted to watch the movie and react to it and tell people her reaction because she was a victim of Munchausen's by proxy. Um, but yeah. It just looks interesting. I haven't heard anything about it other than like what it could be about. Um, and it's a thriller. I don't know. I don't think it's a horror, but it's a thriller. Mystery, thriller Ooh. and horror. Oh, yeah. So I guess it is a horror. But yeah, I had <laughs> I had options for this. And one of them was supposed to be like one of the worst movies <laughs> of the year. And then another one was another horror, which I might do later i don't know i don't want people to think that i'm just like sad and <laughs> like dark all the time but i'm excited i think it'll and be a I'm good a, conversation you're sad and i'm a literal child <laughs> <laughs> that's what you mind <laughs> well happy thanksgiving guys oh, this yeah. is this is gonna come out on thanksgiving it's a good so, family uh, movie for thanksgiving yeah it's about a family i'm sure so Oh, you're talking about Megamind. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the next one. Oh, the next Never one, mind. no. Yeah, Megamind is... No. Megamind is about the creation of a family. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, follow us oh, shit, yeah. everywhere. On Instagram, at Brother Sister Show, and Twitter, at Bro Sister Show. Um, in the bios of both of those accounts, you'll find a, a link tree. So just go check out everything. Yeah. Let other people know. Leave us reviews. I don't think we have any new one. Just mine. Besides the uh, atrocity <laughs> that you left. Yeah, and you can also let us know. I don't know if people have, but um, I think we're always, now that we're not doing, I think the only month that we weren't really taking any suggestions was Spooky October. But now that we're out of it, if you have a movie that you want us, that you want to watch as a, as a family... <laughs> as a club then we can you can just let us know and we'll pick it i mean the only rule is that it has to be on a streaming service yeah that's the only rule and it doesn't have to be bad or good it just has to be a movie <laughs> on a streaming service it does have to be a movie yep. i mean we watched noel on this yeah and i wonder who picked that i don't remember it was you oh <laughs> <laughs> that would be me i don't know it just seems like something you'd pick Something dumb. What? I pick really I sad stuff. All right. Noel is sad. It made me sad. <laughs> All right. Um, Brad Pitt would like to end this episode. <laughs> he, he needs to use the studio and he needs the entire space. So if you could wrap this up. Thank you. She just disappears into the back like your, your dark dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.